Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Luke Hunt and this is another podcast for The Diplomat. And with me today, coming from Parliament House in Melbourne, the state of Victoria, is Hang Tak, a prominent Cambodian citizen among the Khmer diaspora. And we're in his offices, yeah, here in Parliament House. Hang, welcome to the program. Oh, welcome back to Parliament House. And um, it's such a good day uh, to see you. Uh, here and to be able to welcome you and to oh, see thank the you. press gallery. Uh, yeah, well, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I used to work here as a uh, state political reporter for AAP many years ago. In fact, oh, 30 years ago, I think it was. And uh, yeah, it's nice to be around one's old stomping ground. How are you finding it as a member for Clorinda? Yes, well, uh, it's uh, it's amazing that I've been elected to state parliament here uh, mm-hmm. following... Uh, after my predecessor uh, Hong, Hong Lim, Lim yeah. uh, retired after 22 years of dedication and served the electorate with passion and with compassionate mm-hmm. uh, to serve uh, the electorate with large Cambodian diaspora uh, here right. who call uh, Clarinda, which is you know from Springvale to Noble Park to mm-hmm. Kisborough, uh, home. This right. is their second home, but most people would call this their you know this is their home now. Sure, and I'm very honoured and privileged. It's also an area I know quite. Well, having grown up in Springvale, yes, and I was down there the other day, and uh, certainly the uh, Khmer Vietnamese Australian citizens. I mean, they're everywhere; they're all over the place now. Yeah, and, and it's so good uh, because uh, Springvale not only uh, the uh, when the Cambodian community first sort of settled mm-hmm. uh, in the Enterprise Hostel uh, near West right. Road. Um, uh, yep. You may remember that. I do. Yes, but now it's such a vibrant uh, melting pot of our multiculturalism. Yeah, it's certainly changed Thank a lot, but it's uh, eh, all for the better. Yes. In regards to the Cambodian diaspora, there have been allegations out of Cambodia that they're quite active against the ruling Cambodian People's Party, the former Prime Minister Hun Sen, and now uh, his son following the transfer of power, Hun Manet. How, how accurate is that? Is that a, an honest portrayal of uh, Cambodian citizens in Australia? Well, Cambodian citizens here who call this place home, Mm -hmm. uh, although they've been here for many, many years, uh, many would uh, uh, arrive here since 1979 after the uh, Pol Pot. Uh, And a majority also arrived, like myself, in the 1990s after the Paris Peace Accord. And this year, the 33 years of that Paris Mm -hmm. Peace Accord, uh, we still uh, consider Cambodia... Uh, as our hometown, uh, birth, birthplace, we cannot remember, uh, we cannot forget where we come from, and we want the uh, our uh, brothers and sisters in Cambodia to experience the real democracy, open democracy, where uh, you can uh, voice your concern, where you can exercise your right, uh, where you can participate in uh, uh, in political activity, mm-hmm. including. Uh, run for uh, elections or uh, stand as a candidate, and right. uh, but we see this uh, aspiration uh, with uh, in Cambodia fade away, and we see we saw 2013, mm-hmm. uh, and then the subsequent arrest of Mrs. Kim Sokar, the uh, uh, leader of the main opposition party, the dissolve of CNRP, and now the continue. Uh, crackdown on dissidents, uh, regardless of where they are. In Victoria, in Australia, myself uh, got threatened, right. uh, including death threat. 
uh, but we're not going to back away. So these are the activism mm -hmm. come out of the oppression. So we're not against anyone, but we're against the oppression regime. The Cambodia was promised and Cambodian people was promised so much, but what we have experienced so far is very little. Uh, of course, your predecessor, Hong Lim, he was one of the many who was charged in, in Cambodia in absentia for trying to oust Hun Sen and the government. To my mind, he was the only person charged who was acquitted. How does that stand now? Where do you fit in with that? You've taken his old job, basically, as a member for Clorinda. I uh, would say uh, the situation that Hong, myself, and uh, Yu Hon, mm -hmm. a former uh, mayor of city of Dandenong, a community leaders with a lot of respect right. uh, from uh, community, not only from a Cambodian diaspora, but uh, through his hard work, came here as a refugee and uh, worked so hard uh, to help uh, refugees mm -hmm. uh, settlement here in uh, here in in Melbourne. Our position uh, remain uh, vocal. Uh, we need to call out. Uh, we cannot allow uh, this thing to continue to happen. Uh, we just call it out. If it's oppression regime, we call it a, an oppression regime. And because we own what we are doing here, uh, Luke is mm -hmm. exercise our right mm -hmm. as an Australian, proud Australian of a Cambodian uh, birth. What, what sort of reaction have you had from the Cambodian government? And uh, it was, it's also been well documented that the Cambodian government had established uh, support networks in Australia. I, I, I uh, would say that it's overreaction right. uh, from, from the regime uh, because uh, they, I believe that what we have been doing here mm. is only to voice our concern because Cambodia is our birth country. Mm -hmm. uh, we cannot forget where we come from. And we want uh, the aspirations of the Cambodian diaspora, like here in Melbourne and in Australia. Only thing that we want to see is a uh, prosperity country where everyone, not only the uh, uh, those who support the regime, but those who have different view. Isn't it good to have uh, you know different part of the community who have different view to contribute uh, to, mm. the, uh, uh, to the to uh, the uh, betterment of the country, like here in Australia. You know, mm. I mean, we all can have different view, but uh, uh, national interest and the interest of the uh, of of our country is the uh, is the ultimate goal. So well, having having yeah. different view, it doesn't mean that we're against the regime. We only want the regime to listen to its people. Right. What did you make of Sam Rainsy's threat in 2019 as effectively the head of the opposition Cambodian National Rescue Party in exile? What did you make of his threat to uh, return to Cambodia and oust the government in 2019? I mean, it could be the voice of the uh, Cambodian diaspora. Uh, the choice of language uh, was uh, was not quite uh, great, but the movement, the sentiments that uh, we as a Cambodian who live outside Cambodia mm -hmm. uh, would share with his with his uh, view, is that we want a uh, country that was promised so much by the international, 
mm-hmm. uh, community and to come to 2019 when we saw the main opposition leaders and many of the uh, uh, elected member of parliament from the oppositions mm-hmm. either got arrest, uh, charged or chased out from the country. So um, I believe that that's the, that's the sentiment that share uh, with Mr. Somriangsi, but the choice of word was uh, was uh, was a bit uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate, I would say. I mean, he did threaten to uh, stage a march across the country, and he did say he would oust Hun Sen, and um, that came after the CNRP refused to take up their seats in Parliament and long-running violent protests in the streets. Do you think these were mistakes made by the CNRP? I mean, was it wrong to make those threats? Was it wrong not to take up the seats in the Cambodian Parliament in the National Assembly? Well, I mean, uh, that's the decision that uh, made by the uh, made by the uh, those uh, by the protesters who was frustrated with the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the situation at the time, uh, I don't believe that it was. Orchestrated by the uh, opposition party, but by many sections of the community, right. uh, including uh, various um, trade, you know, unions. trade unions and and yep. and, and, and youth, um, mm-hmm. you know, young people who want to see a, an inclusive um, society. They're quite prominent, particularly uh, at, during the campaign for the two thousand and thirteen election, which. Uh, Sam Rainsy claimed to have won, but he hadn't. In fact, many people say he came out too early and claimed victory and refused to back down. And uh, that was, I guess, the source of what would happen next. And it's put a lot of people in a very difficult position. And uh, the uh, political prisoners in Cambodia, who were Sam Rainsy supporters, are bearing the brunt of that. Yeah, it's a, a tragic situation, uh, but somebody need to uh, need to take lead. And at the time, we could hear, uh, we saw that uh, Renzi mm. he took that he took that step. Uh, it's a tragic uh, step, I would say. But uh, what would be the alternative right. uh, solution at the time? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was not there at the time. Um, could only hear and saw. Through you know through the media, uh, but it's 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 time that the regime uh, need to uh, listen uh, to to its own people. That right. we want an open, transparent democracy for but, for Cambodia. Sure, I mean it is an issue now because the Cambodian economy is not that strong. The Chinese, with whom the, the uh, past and current governments have been relying upon for investment and not returning and they have their own issues uh, is it time that Cambodia did take a fresh look under a new Prime Minister in Hun Manet and um, perhaps re-examined its relationship with the West and that would also include um, the political prisoners being held in Cambodia at the moment. I, I would say now is a important time and the uh, uh, Hun Manet uh, the uh, 
prime minister mm-hmm. uh, would have the opportunity to re- reassess the situation and maybe maybe he could uh, you know open up uh, to uh, allow a space for democracy opposition leaders to be sort of comes to card to be released and many mm-hmm. of other um, detainee like um, Saint Thierry uh, yep. and uh, many other uh, people, including uh, the uh, elected member of parliament CNRP, former CNRP, who now reside in exile, uh, to return to build a country together. Now it's time. Imagine if we have uh, the opportunity to serve our country, regardless of which political point of view you come from, but the ability to do that. And Hun Manet, he got that ability, opportunity to do mm-hmm. it. Failing that would be a uh, would be another unfortunate um, situation because I met so many uh, of the trade leaders, uh, union leaders, scholars, overseas students who come from, mind you, from time to time, mm-hmm. come from elite family in Cambodia. They also want to see open, transparent democracy. Uh, because uh, they know exactly that the the way going forward, if we only uh, side with one superpower and not balance it out, we know the consequence of that, which we saw in 1970 and then 1975, leading up to the Pol Pot regime. The diaspora here in Australia but also in the United States and in France and other countries, one of the great issues that seems to preoccupy much of their time is Camper Chair Krom, which doesn't rate very highly in Cambodia. And it, you know, that, that great chunk of land that once belonged to Cambodia and is now part of Vietnam. Why does this still resonate within the diaspora where outside it's pretty hard to get a hearing about this. I uh, met uh, with uh, a number of the uh, Khmer Krom leaders uh, here in Melbourne and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from abroad who from time to time visit Melbourne, listen to their stories and just in a similar vein uh, that we cannot forget where we come from. Right. Although we live here in Australia, but uh, Cambodia is still our home. That's our motherland. And I think it's similar uh, situation with the uh, Khmer Krom uh, community mm-hmm. members who always consider Khmer Krom is their motherland. And uh, they also want uh, to celebrate you know, their culture, the traditions, and also uh, to unite uh, all Cambodians, regardless of where you live, you know, Khmer Krom. Uh, Cambodia and uh, some other part. It doesn't mean that we're going to. Uh, uh, that they're very clear in terms of what their yeah. aspirations is to be able to uh, celebrate their culture and traditions, and uh, to know the history so that uh, history uh, would not be forgotten, and uh, our younger generation, many generation into the, uh, mm. don't forget where we come from. Uh, it, yeah. And I think that's the aspiration. I mean, it was an issue that was kind of swept aside by the Vietnam War. Cambodia Krom was uh, part of Cambodia. It was recognised by the French. North Vietnam, South Vietnam happened. Cambodia Krom was just kind of 
basically overlooked and as the war took hold and people were fighting over North and South Vietnam, camp and chair crime seemed to disappear from the headlines and the headspace that, you know, geopolitical strategists. Mm. These days now it's just more about an assertion of culture. It's not necessarily about we want independence for camp and chair crime. No, I thought uh, through my uh, um, catch up with many of the Khmer right. Krom community leaders, which uh, today they hold a protest uh, in Canberra in right. front of the uh, Vietnamese uh, embassy, to my understanding, mm -hmm. was to uh, call for release of um, activists. Uh, so this is about human rights. Uh, look, uh, I came here when I was 16, mm -hmm. and I only start to understand the Khmer Krom issue when I was at university. Uh, for 16 years, so that I was in year 10 uh, when I came here in Cambodia. Never before that we knew or in our education system about Khmer Krom. Right. Nothing. I'm not too sure whether whether it's um, anything in the education system, uh, primary or secondary, but when I was uh, grade 10, year 10, mm -hmm. 16 years old, I knew nothing about Khmer Krom. It was one of those issues that Sam Rains, he had propagated abroad mm. and used that to basically heighten tensions with Vietnam and it became a nationalistic argument. And it seemed quite belated in terms of uh, where did this come from? And Sam Rains, he was often using the word Yuan, which a lot of many Khmer's will defend, but it's actually a derogatory term, especially in regards to the Vietnamese. And then that came down to the moving of uh, border posts. And uh, that was another enormous issue that uh, erupted. But at the same time, people in Cambodia were kind of, what's going on here? And it seemed to be uh, an issue that was being coordinated by the diaspora abroad or Sam Rains here in the CNRP. I'm trying to differentiate, I'm trying to differentiate between the two. My understanding or my experience here is uh, not quite exactly uh, to that, that, uh, that direction. My understanding mm -hmm. is uh, the Khmer Crown's community members or community leaders uh, took up the issue, mm -hmm. mainly with human rights, education, religion, uh, to be able to exercise uh, their right uh, as a Buddhist uh, follower or Buddhist monk mm -hmm. uh, preaching a Buddhist uh, precept. So that's my understanding. Um, I think this, uh, the, uh, uh, in terms of Rangsi um, speech or activity, I, I saw, have seen that that's two separate uh, right. paths. Mm -hmm. So the Khmer Krom is more from my understanding, is more sort of um, uh, actively uh, promote the understanding, the history, the culture by the Khmer Krom community leaders mm -hmm. or members. And can the same be said for uh, Khmer Khmer, Khmer Khmer, mm -hmm. uh, the um, Cambodian diaspora here, as opposed to Cambodians in Cambodia? Yeah. 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 Oh, I want, uh, yeah, I want to say, just to finish off your question before, right. in terms of the word Yuan, uh, that's that how local people mm -hmm. call. 
I don't think it's discrimination or incitement. Uh, official uh, words, Vietnamese, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but the Yun the, the is known for many, many hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe hundreds of years by the Cambodian as a, that's, that's the, you know, right. we call in a non-discrimination way, but that's how people call it. Just like the Thai was known as Siam right. and Cambodian as uh, Khmer. Definitions of words change. That's right. You know, yes. I mean, there's mm. um, words that we use for yep. Africans that were once socially acceptable mm. and are now no longer. Mm. Yep. Cambodians continue to justify the use of such words yes. despite other people finding them offensive. Mm. Uh, well, um, I'm not too sure whether I would agree with that. Um, mm. Of course, a choice of word is very important, uh, but that's uh, the word that's been used by local uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Cambodian for hundreds and hundreds of years, of course, in a non-discrimination way. Right. Mm -hmm. So with the, the diaspora here now, mm. it's not, what you're saying is it's not active in trying to oust the Cambodian People's Party. It's not actively trying to protest against Hun Sen or the new Prime Minister Hun Manet. It's simply trying to find some space in Cambodia where they can be heard. I, uh, I would say it's spot on. Uh, the uh, diaspora here want to uh, voice the concern for the voiceless. Mm -hmm. Those who we know that could not uh, speak up or speak out uh, rely on our voice here, such as in Australia, uh, to voice our concern, to tell uh, the uh, regime to respect the, uh, our constitution where everyone uh, you know, uh, is protected by our constitution, is to uh, free from uh, political uh, in, uh, the, uh, oppression, mm. uh, to participate freely, uh, freedom of association, freedom of uh, sure. movement, uh, and all of that, and that's what we've been calling for. Uh, however, it has been some kind of um, uh, uh, disinformation or fake news uh, to, uh, well, to right. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say, to uh, create some kind of uh, division within the community. Well, this is where I want to go next, mm. is what kind of opposition has the diaspora encountered uh, more so in regards to uh, Cambodian government-sponsored support networks in Australia? Um, we're very concerned. Uh, very concerned in terms of the network here in Melbourne. I can only say what happened here in Melbourne mm -hmm. because I saw, uh, have been seeing how the network sort of grown from a very small uh, group of the initial uh, vis visitation by Kim Sondipip and at one point uh, by Hon Manet himself uh, back in 2015. The initial thought was that, okay, well, he's young. We also uh, want to have uh, sort of a new leader who can unite the country, regardless of, you know, in Cambodia or here. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a bit of uh, hope at the time, but not uh, be known to me that, the, you know, they were here to set up support network, but also for Cambodian, uh, understanding of pineapple eyes is to yeah <laughs> uh, with, with, thousand with, eyes uh, thousand eyes uh, which are here to set up to monitor to uh, be the uh, su uh, support base right. to also to disseminate uh, this information uh, to uh, build up a uh, picture 
of Cambodian overseas, such as in Melbourne, support the regime. And mm. from time to time, I can see that uh, they also try to lobby uh, the elected official here in Australia in a way that it can become very concerned because how do you put you know two and two well, together? Your predecessor, Hong Lim, mm -hmm. had complained of death threats, <clears throat> and I understand you've received one or mm -hmm. two yourself. Yep, yep. Can you elaborate on that, or would you prefer...? Um, no, I can elaborate to... on that. The death threat, the way it's designed is to uh, intimidate. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they can intimidate somebody like Hong or myself as an elected uh, a parliamentarian, who else that could stand up? Right. Uh, to their, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, to who could stand up to them. So this is a scare-mongering campaign that systematically and consistently, not only that's it, but uh, they do deploy uh, Facebook attack, mm. uh, whispering uh, in the community, and division in the community. And this is not, uh, that's why I'm very concerned, because it's not in the Australian value and it's not in our community best interest right. to divide community. Because politics is what happened local. And I keep saying this, because uh, regardless of the propaganda media by, uh, you know, by the uh, regime's uh, mm -hmm. propaganda machine, but people in Cambodia, they know whether economically uh, they're doing well or not. When they're sick, where they go? The poor, you know, uh, when you don't have money, even public hospital, they don't, they, they don't look after you. Now, I'm not blaming the doctors and nurse uh, health system, but this is the uh, regime that not provide, you know, sufficient support for, for the uh, for doctors, nurse, health workers who want to do the right thing. Well, one would assume and, that the, um, mm. such threats, though, mm -hmm. getting back to that, mm -hmm. uh, were referred to... Uh, the federal authorities and the police. Yes, and I thank them very much for taking up uh, this uh, threat very seriously. And I know that uh, uh, our uh, AOP and Victorian police are, are doing their uh, doing their job. They're also referred to in um, Senate committee hearings in Canberra. Uh, yes, uh, there has been a few uh, Senate uh, committee hearing in terms of the foreign interference. And uh, sad to 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 say that Cambodia is such a small country. Mm -hmm. It's a, a good friend uh, with Australia, and I, I my only uh, wish is that to see uh, the international community, including Australia, which is uh, co a part of the Paris uh, Peace Accord, yeah. and through the uh, hard work of the then uh, former uh, Foreign uh, Minister Gareth Evans, who did so much and gave so much hope and uh, aspiration for Cambodia. I do uh, hope that we, the international community such as Australia, can at least somehow revisit that aspiration that been promised to the Cambodian. I remember quite a few years ago there was uh, a fair bit of animosity between the Vietnamese and the Viet Q, the uh, Vietnamese who had gone to Australia, the United States and other places and then returned and after they returned there was the relationship was never uh, it was never easy. Since then, it has improved enormously, and uh, Hanoi has taken advantage of the relationship with the Vietnamese diaspora abroad to the point where Vietnamese exports to uh, 
the United States were approaching $100 billion. It's almost double the exports to China. Do you think with Cambodia that perhaps it's time it headed down a more practical path, similar to what Vietnam has done? Um, I cannot say uh, in terms of the Vietnam approach, Mm -hmm. but what I can see that there's a lot of opportunity uh, between uh, Cambodia and Australia. Uh, The people-to-people diplomacy, the overseas students from Cambodia uh, who study here value our education system and also understand that our health system uh, and the friendship that uh, been long, long time uh, with, uh, between the two countries. I believe that, and my only wish and hopeful is that uh, Hon Manet uh, would reconsider uh, the approach, is that all Cambodians, whether have different political point of view or different sections of the community, uh, would be uh, sort of embrace and look at the opportunity that we can offer, uh, you know, to the to the country. There's uh, nearly uh, fifty thousand Cambodian live here. Imagine the uh, the resource, human resource, the experience, the expertise uh, that we can uh, investment bring, dollars, uh, the investment dollars that we can bring back to Cambodia and vice versa. Uh, this is quite phenomenal and. Uh, uh, I, I do hope, uh, because I do understand that many of Hon Manat's ministers mm-hmm. came and studied here. Yes, they did. In fact, one American academic, yep. as we were walking down the riverfront yep. in Phnom Penh, looked across Chattamook and yep. said, uh, Melbourne by the Mekong. <laughs> That's right, yes. And, and, and I'm sure many of the ministers now, or those in uh, high-up decision-making uh, uh, positions, um, a few actually come from uh, Melbourne or right. Australia generally. So um, uh, my only wish is that uh, whilst uh, instead of these uh, political of, uh, you know, divisions mm-hmm. uh, and all of these intimidations, and all of, imagine if, if he has the desire if he got the power, which he has, I believe, to turn that around where everyone is welcome, contribution for betterment for the country. That would be a fantastic solution rather than, uh, you know, political division and keep uh, uh, the uh, squash the opposition, squash the uh, independent media mm-hmm. and those who just want to uh, um, contribute to the country. Time to put the disputes of the past 10 years behind everybody? Um, I, I, I would say the uh, democratic, democratic force, Cambodian diaspora, only want to see Cambodia a better place where everyone is uh, welcome and inclusive. Uh, and, that's, and that's what we want to see. And it, now uh, Hon Manet has the key uh, to that. And I do hope that he would reconsider the situation uh, where um, everyone uh, can contribute. And that's, and, and that's what we uh, want to see. For our home country, for our birth country, we will never forget where we come from. And the voice of the dissidents, um, not to overthrow the government or the regime, but to contribute uh, to, the, uh, to the country, where we very proud and where we will never forget where we come from. And on that note, Heng yeah. Tak, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, thank you.